And now, The Fine Print with attorney Jen Rout. And welcome to The Fine Print with Attorney Jen Rout. I am Attorney Jen Rout, and with me, as always, is my stupendous sidekick. Stupendous. Stupendous. Woo! I'm going to have to look that one up. You should. So, stupendous sidekick, Ben Needenthal. I think I'll take it. Hi, how are you? It's good good. to see you. How are you? Oh, you know, doing the thing. Oh, fun time. Making magic happen absolutely as as i do he's magical next time it's going to be magical (laughs) sidekick just wait perfect (laughs) so um anything new exciting uh well uh no no not really not at all we've got a new person sitting in the room with us who hasn't spoken yet and i think that that's sort of the proverbial (laughs) elephant in the room as it were yes well today um we have brought in chris borja he is the founder of become a better networker so welcome chris hello glad to join you guys (laughs) well thanks for coming in um this is actually uh, in a follow-up question we received from phil uh phil asked in follow-up to our building your team episode where do you find these people and why does it matter and all of that, which really led me to thinking Who about... Who the hell do they think they are anyway? And all that. Yeah. No, well, he didn't ask that part. That's me. He was, he was more concerned about how to choose good people. Yeah. And to me, that answer is through networking. And networking's good for building your personal team, but also your business team and a great group of people just to work with. They can be business referrals. They can do all sorts of things. Right, Chris? Absolutely. Hammer out the dents, as it were. Exactly. In your personal brand vehicle. I'm I'm carrying this metaphor too far. But the point (laughs) is networking is an important thing for anybody to do, especially for building teams. Right. So, Chris, what... What all do you think about networking, and how does one become a better networker? Well, networking is something that a lot of times people are just really intimidated by it, but it's really just something we've already been doing our whole lives. It's just in a different context. All of a sudden, when people think of networking for business purposes, they might get choked up and get a little bit nervous and wonder if they're saying the right things or if they're, I don't know, messing things up. But really, it's just building relationships with something we've, we've actually been doing our whole lives. Right. I think a lot of people get hung up on, oh, I need an elevator speech or I got to go be a salesperson. And that's really not what networking is, is it? Well, that's why they get nervous is because they're worrying about all these different things. When you go out and meet people, you don't think about all those things. You just go say hi to them. You get to know them a little bit. But all of a sudden, when it's for business purposes and people are nervous, they want to make sure everything they say is perfect. They're rehearsing the whole car ride over to make sure they're saying everything right. And, of course, it's going to be uncomfortable because it's, it's, not, it's not normal conversation anymore. It's very scripted, at least from that person's standpoint. Well, so how does one become a better networker? Part of, part of it is really just the outlook. So a lot of what I, what I focus on when I'm helping people is just to, to make sure they have the right mindset when they go out and network. So, for example, a lot of times people go to networking like like we just started this episode with people needing to build a team or they have some kind of purpose or motives behind it. And really, when we go out and network, one of the best ways to do it is to see how we can serve others. It sounds kind of 
counterproductive initially. It's like, well, wait a second, but I need something. You know, I'm going to go here. How am I going to serve other people when I really need? And that's kind of part of the part of the mistake that people make. Uh, what I like to help people is just the mindset when they go out and they network is just to see how they can be of service to other people. So even, no matter what service products or goods that we're offering out there in the marketplace, there is some value to that. And not only that, but there's also value to the to the people that we're connected with. So there's a lot of social uh, worth as far as the, the people that we know ourselves that we can help connect people with. Sure. So kind of a givers eventually get sort of mindset. Yeah. So you have to give first open yourself up, connect with people, make them know, like, and trust you perhaps, and learn to know, like, and trust them, and then be able to connect them with other people that you know. Yeah, and that, and that doesn't really happen until people get comfortable. I mean, no one's going to do an introduction if they really don't know anything about you. So that's the starting point is just to get to know people. A lot of times, whether it's at a networking event or somebody has that purpose in mind, they see that perfect person they want to connect with. And all of a sudden, they're thinking so far ahead that they're not even in the moment anymore. And again, just something that's unnatural. So what I like to do is just help people to where it's it's just natural conversation. And it's um, it's just a lot easier when, when people just get to know each other. And then later, they find out how they can be of service to one another. And if it just if it makes sense, it's going to happen anyway. Right. So when you say get to know each other, you're not going into a networking meeting, you know, hey, Ben, what do you do? Oh, how can I be a service to you? Can I sell this for you? What are you selling? What's your product? What do you do? He's quiet. He is. He's all very <laughs> scared in the corner. All, all of a sudden, yeah, you, you kind of put me on guard. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah. I say you're kind of new to this whole business networking. Have, have you found it? intimidating at all i have yes um it's for me it's like i I come from a background where i mean that's sort of like any kind of business networking just there's no education for it at all at art school i know that might surprise you but you know it's uh, generally most most artists kind of keep to themselves and and don't talk to other human beings as much (laughs) as much as they could you know and no business networking in art school i'm shocked no so no it's like this whole thing and it's like you know as an artist we're very we're sensitive and we're also very like this is my opinion and i'm going to voice it to the world and the world doesn't always want to hear the opinion (laughs) they just want to you know do the business thing and kind of do the dance and I don't know, networking to me has always been kind of like dating in a way, you know? And it's sort of like it's dating and you have to kind of go through sort of the jump first. through the hoops and that sort of thing. and Asking her out, yeah. first dates. Yeah, exactly. Getting to know each other. Making out. I mean, oh, know, so. <laughs> there's no making out. Too far. <laughs> too far. <laughs> too far. Yeah, I'm blown up the metaphors. No, no, I found it very intimidating just because it's not, for me, it was not a natural thing to do i mean talking to other human beings yes but in that sense it was sort of like well i'm of this professional person and now i have to go out and talk to these people and make them believe that i am this person but they just kind of have to take it at face value anyway you know so it's like you can't you get in your head about it and it's easy to kind of get stuck there then you you brought up dating and that's kind of interesting because in a way it kind of is Mm -hmm. and one aspect that makes it kind of similar is that in both cases, people are trying to put their best foot forward or kind of putting on a, I don't want to say facade because it's not really the right word, but just really putting their best forward. And when, when everyone does that, it, I mean, it's important. You don't want to put a, you know, a paint in a bad light, you know, right off the beginning. But 
to for the the key is to be able to get it to where you can have a real conversation without all the front stuff now that's kind of normal in the beginning but there are ways to be able to kind of get it to where you start to get to know each other at at a at a deeper level and doesn't take a ton of time just takes a few skills there's a lot of pomp and circumstance up front where it's sort of you know dressing the the part and all that stuff and making sure that you're you know sending off the right image but yeah i mean at the same at, at the end of the day i guess what you're saying is you need to sort of just be who you are and let that be the thing yes absolutely no? well, that's well that makes sense i mean you think about it first impressions have a lot to do with the visual appearance so you want to make a good first impression yeah. yeah but after that you want them to get to know the true authentic self right yeah, absolutely. So ironing shirts very important when you go to meet you. <laughs> right. At least, you know, dressing, looking like you put a little effort in. It's a good deal. Very helpful. Yeah, no Grateful Dead t-shirts or anything like that. So Well, unless you're trying to network with Grateful Dead followers, <laughs> then it makes complete sense. Huge networking power in the, uh, the, the, the deadhead community right yeah <laughs> yeah a lot of it depends too on just where you're networking so there's formal places to network and there's also informal which is your casual just places where we meet people in general and that, that's going to affect it as well sometimes we're not going to be in the, in the suit and tie or for the women in, in the high heels and the, the nice dress sometimes it's just casual and sometimes those are the best encounters that we can have and as we get to know each other you know, then, then you start to find out where you could be of service to each other and how you can help each other. Mm-hmm. And I think people like to help anyway. People like to, mm-hmm. I think people are natural at, at helping. And just as an example, if you ask somebody, you know, if, if you're thinking about going to a movie, they're not going to tell you to go to a movie if it wasn't a good movie. You know, if it was a good one, they'll recommend a good movie. So it's, I think networking in some aspect is a lot of that where it's just giving a, a good referral where it makes sense. Like if you know, hey, th- they like this kind of this this kind of music this kind of movie because it's a lot of action and a lot of you know i don't know just just non-stop adrenaline pumping type of movie and you know they like that then people can refer that so it's, it's, it's similar it's just a matter of um with with business network it's just kind of like um, dealing with more i don't know i guess matching them up to who would be a good fit for them if it makes sense otherwise it's not going to happen anyway no. right so instead of a movie it's someone says oh i gotta shop insurance and you say oh what are you looking for? And you find out and you go, oh, well, I know these people who all are in the insurance business. Do you want their contact information? Well, now you've made a connection. You've helped multiple people because you're giving someone else the opportunity for business and connecting someone with an actual need. And it's not cold calling. It's not setting up someone on a blind date. You're just here here's an opportunity talk to them see if it's a good fit um but i think that's the big thing that is often missed is to have that helping mindset um and same thing with building your team you use networking to get to know people who can be on your team these are not your teammates for every day but you know the insurance guy the accountant the lawyer um financial planner you know the go-to people that most everyone needs in their life not every day you don't want to talk to your accountant every day if you are talking to your accountant every day there's a problem same thing insurance guy (laughs) really big deal if it's an attorney you don't want to be talking to these people every day but you want them to know each other you want to feel like you have a good solid team behind you and networking is a great way to build that 
And it's not just a profession either. It's also just is just personality wise as well. So people oh, yeah. tend to hang around with people like themselves. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people that offer insurance. There's a lot of people that offer financial planning or even attorneys. I mean, every field is inundated with other people. They can go more than one place. We're not the only place where they need to get our service. If they don't get right. it from us. They can get it from somebody else in most cases. So a lot of times it's just a matter of the personal relationship. If, if they like you and you, you get along well, that's when business happens anywhere and that's when referrals get passed and that's where networking happens so building a team is really just that it's just finding people that you like people Mm -hmm. that you trust people that can fulfill what you need done so you have somebody for every aspect of your life instead of having to shop out for every single thing so building a network is 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 amazing because now not only do you have resources for everything that you need once all your needs are met it's very easy to now refer people that you know like and trust and you can refer you know whether it's an auto mechanic or somebody has a a heating unit that went out in the winter time and they need to fix ASAP they have resources for there and as people become better at actually as they build their network up they become more valuable in the in the marketplace in their communities even with their friends because you become you know that person becomes the go-to person that hey if you need anything go go talk to this person go talk to Ben go talk to Jen so mm-hmm. that's that's what happens and of course if they keep you in mind for all these different services then guess what when they need your services at some point or they run across that needs those services and it's just a natural fit in for them to be able to recommend you mm-hmm. so and i definitely echo that i i have people who joke that jen always knows a guy i know a guy that's good for whatever it is <laughs> you do though i do and i i like that um because then i'm always a resource but you know i have a lot of i know a lot of financial planners I somehow represent a lot of farmers. Farmers have special needs that your average city slicker financial planner is not going to understand. So you have to put them with the financial planner who gets farming, who grew up on a farm, who's a farm boy, Hmm. who knows that farmers hide money and equipment and, and in the backyard and other places. You know, these are important things. So, you know, that's the other thing from a giving mindset you don't want to stick two people together that you know this is not going to work i mean not saying you're making the decision but you want to connect people who actually make sense versus just throwing two darts at a wall and hoping they stick yeah so being thoughtful and mindful about what you're doing is big benefit i think yeah, and, and the other thing, as you, as you do that and you try to find ways to to match people together, a lot of things, too, is that what, what people overlook is is that sometimes they're they're taught to target and know exactly who they need to meet and mm-hmm. why they need to meet them, and it's so specific. And they might overlook somebody who was the connector. So Jen knows everybody. So if, if they overlook her, and she could have been that ideal connect. I mean, she knows the person they need to get in touch with. And they might have blown it because they just said, oh, I don't need an attorney. Mm-hmm. Well, and the other thing I think is a big deal when you network is to be somewhat specific while still being open. So if you walk into a ne- networking group and you're like, everybody's a good referral for me, that that's that's a big, broad statement. And I don't think your average person can get their not, heads around not it. everybody needs what you do. Right. Yeah. I mean, not everybody needs a video guy or an attorney. Maybe they have an attorney. Right. Maybe they hate attorneys. For Absolutely. Good reason, hey, you know? hey, be nice now. Um, but, you know, 
when you're going out and you hear you want to listen that's the big thing is to listen for opportunities not just for yourself but for other people you know so someone complaining about their insurance guy didn't have the extra endorsement for sump pump and sewer backup which in Ohio is a big deal. It's the second largest claim, um, and it's the one that is often not covered because an agent missed it because they were competing on price and what your old insurance had, but you didn't know you were missing that. Well, someone's angry about that, maybe that's time to put them in touch with your insurance guy who you know is good and who covers that. Yep. So I think listening and then also when you are, you know, considering joining a networking group and this goes I think especially for your professionals who they're networking to give but also at the end of the day we all want to get referrals out of those kind of networking events you know just you can't just say everybody be specific say I'm looking for restaurant owners I'm looking for marketing directors of car sales places technical yeah. term there yeah. um, <laughs> I think that's, no, that's exactly scientifically it yeah. yes um, for sale by owner hmm. you know the everyone sees that your neighbor puts up a for sale by owner sign great who's doing your contract I know you don't maybe you don't want a realtor involved maybe there's reasons but are you talking to a, a real estate attorney are you talking to a title company who can help you through this or are you just kind of hoping and praying you get it right? Yeah. You know, those kind of things. That's um, how I do things. That's you just hope and pray. A little hope and pray. <laughs> yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's so far it hasn't crashed and burned. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, what, what, do you, what are some of the other challenges that you think people have out there that, that they have with networking? And let me see if I can help answer some of those. Absolutely. So the one I hear a lot is I don't know what to say. So these are for their, you know, 30-second commercial or when they introduce themselves and someone, you know, what's the natural question that everybody asks? It's, what do you do? Well, we all do a lot of things. What's your advice for ha- answering those kind of questions? For, for the person that's being asked or for somebody that's there? Both. So first, let's, let's take it first. You know, when you're asked a question, what do you do? Do you want to just say, I'm an attorney? Or I'm a video marketing guy. I'm still working on that title, actually. <laughs> right. Tech, technical terms here. <laughs> or do you want to describe how you help? Like, wh- what's your advice on that? The, the, the way I like to do it is because I want to listen to what the other person has to say first. Mm-hmm. So, for example, in baseball, the home team has the advantage. One, because they're playing at home. But what's the second reason why they have an advantage? Because they get to bat last. Yeah, they get to bat last. So if, if they have the lead, they don't even need to try. They, they're like, hey, we already won. We're just going to pack up. We're going to go home. We're good. We already won the game. But if they're tied or behind, they have another opportunity to be able to, to score and win the game. So with network, I think we have an advantage if we get to go second. Right. And a lot of times, and, and there's a right and there's a wrong way to do this too. So let me share how to do this. So sometimes I've been at network events where somebody just talks and dominates. You guys relate? Yes. That's happened where somebody mm-hmm. just 
talk the whole time, never ask you about anything. And after a while, your eyes kind of glaze over and roll in the back of your head or they dry out. I think and I've had some dates like that, too. <laughs> it is kind of like that. We talked about that earlier. Really. I, I could name specific people. I won't. But no, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. All right, yeah. let's stay on track. All right, so <laughs> what were we talking about? Dating. Oh, no. Yeah, we're, talking about, yeah. we're talking about um, oh, introductions. We're talking introductions. about introductions. We're talking about introductions. So some pe- sometimes people will talk way too much in the beginning and not listen to the other person, which mm-hmm. it really tells you right off the bat that they, they just care about themselves. You know, that's what we kind of read in our subconscious. We don't need to be trained on that. We just kind of sure. feel like, hey, they just want to sell me something or all that, that's all that matters. And then we're an afterthought like, oh, and what do you do? And then there's like two seconds left because everyone's leaving or something. But what, what some people do also is they do the opposite of that. So one is they talk way too much in the beginning and they just talked all about themselves. The opposite of that is maybe you ask them first to be polite. So like, hey, Ben, how are you? Um, you know, so tell me a little bit about yourself. What do you do? Oh, no, you first, Chris. You go. Now, I asked you a question. If you didn't answer that, I think that's kind of a little bit rude and obnoxious because you just flipped it on me. So that's right. that's the wrong way to, to ask first. If I asked you first, I would recommend you do have that short answer that you do. Uh, what, did, what did you come up with? You said you're still playing. Is it audio, video? <laughs> this is really now. a media secret marketing guy let's just go with media uh, marketing i like that you should see? that probably sticks see i'm a media marketing guy so what you would say is just say hey, i'm a media marketing guy how about you chris what do you do so you've answered my question you told me what you do but you've immediately shifted your attention to me and what i do and then now you could ask me what i do i'll have a short answer for you and then after that you could ask further probing questions to kind of learn a little bit more and extract more and it shows it shows genuine interest Mm-hmm. And again, because if you if you go first, like maybe I need an audio guy or audio video guy, maybe I don't. But if you listen to what I do, do you think that maybe you could find ways that you could be of service to me? Mm-hmm. Just yeah. in the course. of And so, again, it's like home team has the advantage by going second. We have the advantage. And that's the right way to do it, is just to ask the other person. So when you ask, you know, what, what which I say, should I, sh- should I say all of the benefits and all that? I think not immediately. I think the beginning mm-hmm. is just give it a real short answer get to know the other person, find out the benefits they have to offer, learn as much as you can about them. And they're usually willing to talk. And usually if, even if they're nervous, now they're comfortable because when they're talking about themselves, it's, it's comfortable for them. They're, they might not be trained on listening as, as much, but they're, they're good at talking actually. So, <laughs> so let them do that. And then after a while, they'll, they'll eventually, you know, turn it back and say, you know what, I've been talking all this time. You know, what do you do? And then, but get this, when, when they ask you at this point, what you do, now they're actually listening because if you didn't let them describe what they do, the whole time that you're telling them about what you do, they weren't listening to a single word you're saying because what were they thinking about? What am I going to say? Exactly. They're thinking about what, what they're going to say. So by letting them go first, now they've said everything they need to say. They ran out of steam. They, they have nothing left. They've given you all their value propositions. And now they can truly listen to what you have to say. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. But that means you have to be the active listener first. So yep. it's a bit of a stretch for some people, but that's that's a good, solid piece of advice. Relationships are hard, and we should just avoid them at all costs is basically <laughs> what I'm getting. <laughs> Silly art students out in those. Life's about connection. Come on. Building relationships in business <laughs> and personally. I'm working on it. All right. So... Um, Okay. What else should they know? Uh, what? Well, I don't know. 
just asked me a question. What do you What do you think? What have you encountered in networking? What are, I don't know. I guess no, let's start. Okay, with, let's, let, okay. Let's do this. Let's do it this way. What are some pet peeves that you see now? Okay, that's usually a lot easier. What are yeah. some pet peeves that you, even if you don't want to put yourself on the spot, what are pet peeves you've heard about that that happens out there in the networking world? So we won't even pin you guys on it. So you've heard that these are some pet peeves oh, that yeah. people have. What are they? So, not knowing what someone does. Okay. Like they'll they'll talk forever, and you still have no idea who they are or what they do. That is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of um, defeats the purpose of networking, right? Yeah. Or they or they do too many things. Well, I do all kinds of stuff. Right. And then they have like seventeen different things, and they need, and you have to select which one of those are are relevant. Right. To you, but again, you see the advantage of being the home team of of going second. They wouldn't have to do that. Usually that person went first and they're just throwing everything out there to see what sticks. Mm-hmm. What am I going to offer this person? Well, I do this. And if I don't do this, maybe you need this. And I also do this. And I also this. And if you ever, this ever happens to you, I got you covered there as well. Yeah. So that it, by them having just a few skills of listening and seeing how they can be of service, they don't even need to bring up all their services. They can just pick out the one and have their elevator speech for that one targeted thing. Right. Or, you know, knowing that going into... A networking event for instance you go to a real estate networking event maybe you cover all sorts of things but you are going into a real estate networking event so instead of listening listing all of your things you say the couple that relate to be relevant to real estate right makes sense makes sense yeah um the other one that we tend to see a lot is um people not listening which i think we've really well covered but um i think we've all known that one person who sat through a presentation and then at the end of the presentation they ask the question you answered like right off during the the presentation Mm -hmm. yeah like the main focus of the entire presentation and then they're like so what do you do with this and they look at you and you're like that's what the last 15 minutes was about but okay Yep. And I don't know uh, how to fix that other than pe- uh, unless people actually want to work on their skills and actually become better at listening and mm-hmm. be better at connecting. Otherwise, that's going to happen. So as these people go out there, they're actually they're going to network to to build a brand, hopefully to be able to get to know people. Well, maybe they're not even doing that. Maybe they're just generating leads at this point, And that's why they're going out to network. But regardless, we're, we're building a brand, whether we realize it or not. And it may be favorable and it may not be favorable. So in that situation, the more they go out and not listen to people and just blab all that they're about. They're just kind of ruining their brand. They're not really helping themselves out there. And just same gentleman out there in networking circus that he would literally put a business card in everyone's hand and call him a, a blackjack dealer because he makes sure yep. everyone has two cards, you know? uh-huh. <laughs> so, two cards in case you have the referral, you know? So he gives everyone two cards, you know, he graduated from, you know, he used to play poker. So he's a little bit better now. He's only playing blackjack, two cards a piece. Yeah. And so, so he go around and literally uh, one of my friends, he actually put it in his pocket because we were busy in conversation with a small group and he put it in his pocket and like thinking, and as he walked away, everyone said, you know, who is this guy? And so he's just hurting his brand by doing that. So I think it's important for people to be able to, to do some, do some research and studying on what makes good networking before they go into an event. Because as much as you want people to go out there and just meet others, that's, that's a good first step, but also, you know, kind of observe, see what's going on first and see how people, you know, even if you had no training, just to see what other people are doing first and and just kind of following suit. Hmm. Right. So then at a bigger networking event, that's, you know, a little more informal where you kind of get to walk around a room. 
The other two pet peeves I see is the person who corners you all night and the one who, so you're stuck talking and the one that interrupts a good conversation. So a friend of mine calls that person the sniper. <laughs> Which one's a sniper? The first the, the, oh, the second one? Or first? The, the second one is generally the sniper. The other one is the captor. Oh, the captor. All right. So <laughs> one's keeping you captive. The other one, you might be having a really good conversation, but you watch as they go into ev- ev- interrupt every conversation just to say, hey, I'm so-and-so. Here's my card. And then they walk away and you're like, wait, what, what just happened? Yep. It, yeah, that that doesn't work very well. And the first one. So what do you, what do you do? You just pull. You know, like dating strategy comes back in. I, I gotta I gotta use the restroom. My friend's it's calling me. It's like, all about the dating. You do that. You carry bear mace with you is what you do. Uh-huh. So, yeah. No. Yeah, you have the phone app that rings in like one minute after you hit the button. No, that, that's that's uh, I I get. I have a bit of social anxiety, which really doesn't help with networking either. But um, I, I was at a party recently and I was cornered by a guy and it was just like instant panic attack because it was just like he just kept talking. I could not get away. And it was, yeah, so it was bad news. But, you know, that that's I don't know. What do you do? How do you get away from that? So you can politely excuse yourself. It takes a little courage, yeah. but that's how I've always handled it. I mean, if you're trapped you you obviously feel trapped and you say you know it's been a pleasure talking to you i'd love to continue this at a later time but i do need to go whatever your reason is i i need to go speak with so and so or or just pass out Right there. Just no, no passing out. <laughs> just fake <just, just> <laughs> Narcolepsy. Awesome. Just go right down. You come yeah. to, they're looking at, they're still looking down at you and they're still talking to they're you. They're still <laughs> there. That's not getting rid of them. Um, what are you, what's your advice on that one? If, if, if they just keep talking, you can also just, instead of I have to leave, you know, hey, I want to make sure you have a chance to meet other people as well. And, yep. and, and so you can, you can do that. Restroom works great, too. You can always just have to use a restroom, and that gives you a little bit of a break, and they'll, they'll corner somebody else usually, and by the time you got back, they forgot they're even talking to you. But, yeah, again, it's just this is one of those things that people just don't know, and it, it happens on occasion. A lot of times they're they're not as valuable as maybe they could be. Mm-hmm. You know, they could be valuable, but maybe the, those, I know, lack of, skills i guess you could say it mm-hmm. lack of awareness and, and that's kind of what i like to do is I, I like to help people because when i started i'm um, just my background for uh, most of the people might not be aware of this but very strong introvert growing up for the first 30 37 years of my life afraid of public speaking i would be the last person that you would expect to see at a networking event all the people that knew me growing up high school college even at my first several jobs uh, they probably wouldn't recognize who i am but i was extremely extremely uncomfortable but I think that's what's helped me become better now and being able to help people because I recognize all these things that people make mistakes on. But because I was terrible at it, my heart is to help other people become better at networking because it's uncomfortable because they never learned it. You know, we never right. took a class on it except everyone's in business now. They got to build their brand, build their business, increase their revenue, meet more people, build their teams. And now they just realize that, you know what? No one ever taught me this. <laughs> and I'm at this networking event. This guy's cornering me. <laughs> and now I'm stuck and there's social <laughs> obligations. Yep. Do you find a difference between self-proclaimed extroverts and introverts? The Well, actually, 
they, they both have advantages and disadvantages. It's just a matter of how they utilize them. So extroverts are going to be a lot more natural in that environment because they draw energy from that. Introverts will not. But one things that one of the things that I, I believe that introverts have to their advantage is that they're 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 a little bit more focused, I think, when they're when it comes to listening, because it's not as important for them to be speaking all the time. And they're perfectly fine with that. And it just works out real well. And the example is that I, I met with a gentleman for coffee. No, so this was when I was gentle. I'll talk about it later. <laughs> smack the equipment around some more. So, so no, it's I, just okay. Everybody at home, right, hear that? There we go. Perfect. Keep it up. <laughs> Anyways. Right. So, um, what was I talking about? <laughs> See what you did. <laughs> Dating. What we're ta- oh no. <laughs> no, I had to call attention to that. <laughs> okay, because that was it's queued up. <clears throat> All right, what were we talking about? Um, oh yeah, everyone's gonna be listening, going, "What was that?" And then I have to call it. New- yeah. And so. so you forget to edit it, and this yeah. is all in there. Now. <laughs> this is all, all right. in there. That's all right. So Everyone, I kicked the we'll microphone. We're just rolling it. Staying in because it's funny. Yeah, now we're just rolling. And now we're just laughing at it. Really, yeah. Ben just derailed Chris completely. It's all I'm his sorry. fault. Okay, okay, here. Okay, I got it. All right. So I, I met, I met with a guy. So I was still new at networking. I would meet with anybody because I didn't, I didn't have anybody to meet with. So I just meet him. So I, anyone that was willing to meet with me for coffee, I would go meet with them. So I met, met with this gentleman for about an hour at a local coffee shop. Mm-hmm. And the whole time he literally spoke for about 50, 55 minutes, the entire time pretty much. And my five minutes was pretty much in agreement, showing him I was still listening, nodding. Uh-huh, yeah, you know, oh, that really? You know, and just kind of interspersing. That was a lot of, I, I didn't, I mean, that was, that was most of the conversation. But get this, so time runs up. We've got to go to other appointments, move on with the rest of our day. And as soon as we're done, we stand up. The first he said, he said, Man, this was great. We should do this again. You hey, know, so, I've had that date. Oh, right. wait. <laughs> I mean, networking experience. You're mixing it up again. <laughs> so here's the thing is that sometimes, uh, so he thought I was the best conversationalist. I didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. So as far like Ben, so you're like, hey, you know, if I just listen, it works. If you just listen, it actually works because most yeah. people aren't very good at that. So for, you know, difference between introverts, extroverts, um, introverts, I think they have a little bit to their advantage. You know, they can, they're okay you know what with what I that. like about being an introvert? What's that? People think you're you're deep because you're not saying anything you're just kind of stoically sitting there and i just in my head i'm going oh god don't say the wrong thing just don't say the wrong thing but see that then you're taking away because you want to be an authentic listener right but then i say the wrong thing jen (laughs) because you're thinking about it because because that's what i do Be present in the conversation. Right, but me being present is is uh, I'm an oversharer, and that's a problem that I have. So, yeah, I mean, like, no, like, honestly, like, I'm I'm quiet in this episode mostly because, like, I'm I'm listening to everything you're saying, going, oh God, I'm doing it all wrong, aren't I? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Well, so. and but like the self talk you were just mentioning, yeah, that that self talk is the same thing for anyone that plays golf. you know, they go out there and then all, they can hit the ball right down the fairway. And all of a sudden there's a water hazard on one side or the other. And they think, don't hit in the water hazard. Don't hit in the water. Don't hit whatever I do. Don't hit in the water. Stay away from the left side or whatever side that's on. And then what do they do? They hit it in there. So whatever we, even if we put that knot, our brain only processes the, the actual thing. So if I say, you know, okay, right now we're sitting in this room. Okay. Just don't think about a vanilla ice cream cone. And that's exactly what I'm thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> the suggestion is there. Mm. Yeah, what so, you think about, you attract, whether it's good or bad. Yeah, that, that not, does, the brain doesn't process it. So what yeah. happens is that by, by saying something like that, I, I don't want to say the wrong thing. That's what you just said. You say yeah. the wrong thing because you're the whole time you're processing that. So how can we change that to where it's a little bit more positive as far as what you're telling yourself? 
instead of saying, oh, I don't want to. Are you asking me? Because I'm really yeah, I'm looking for an answer on yeah, this. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm asking you. So how can you change that? I, I Hell if I know, man. Um, no, I, like, uh, honestly, I, I don't know. I have no idea. Like, I, I, how, do I, how do I change it? I'd suggest active listening. And by being present in the conversation, you are no longer in your head worried about what you're going to say next. You're just responding authentically in response to what they're saying. That's just how I've always done it. Yeah, but you also mentioned that you're listening. But yes. At the same time, your brain's kind of going crazy, but you're also listening to them. But yeah, what, I mean, what if I'm, you just... I'm definitely listening. It's not that I'm not listening to the, to the conversation. So you're comprehending. Gotcha. You're comprehending everything. So what if you just changed what you're, what's going through your head at that point is just that, you know, I'm going to really get to know this person. Okay. And, that, and right. that's a mission accomplished. If you just get to know them really well, yeah. mission accomplished. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And let's say that you don't even talk about your services. Yeah. But at a later point, you've built a relationship up where you could, you could, you could always have a second appointment. Hmm. You yeah. always have a follow-up, a phone call. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so at that point, you know, you, you could kind of find out what their needs are. Or maybe you identified a need, but you didn't want to, like, jump in right away. They were still busy talking, but you identified a, a few points during that conversation. You just take a few mental notes. And yeah. then later on, you know, when we were talking the other day, you had mentioned that you had this and this project coming up. I actually do things like that. Would, would you be open to sitting down sometime and we can see if it makes sense for us to talk further to yeah. see if we can be of value to each other, you know, something like that. So yeah. it's just it's, it's not salesy, you know, where yeah. everyone's trying to pitch their, their yeah. product and – no one wants to be sold. Yeah. No one wants to feel they're talking to a used car salesman. They want to get to know you and okay. know they can trust you. Yeah, and there's no replacement for, for time and just nope. get, no. getting to know each other once you get to know. And, and the other thing is to, you talk about remembering things. Uh, one of the tips that I have about remembering things is that a lot of things I actually forget, but I'm very good at taking notes. And mm-hmm. I got this lesson from... Who would have thought I'd remember this for so long, but growing up as a kid going to the dentist and every time I went and sat in that dentist chair, she'd always ask me because I loved baseball back then. I knew all the player stats and I was a little league pitcher. So every time I sat in that chair, she'd always ask me, she'd say, Chris, you know, how, how'd you pitch last, last game? How do you, how's your team doing this year? And you know, you, how often do you go to the dentist? If you're good, six to 12 months, if you're right. good. Twice right? a year, if you're <laughs> and, really good. Yeah, so chances are she's seeing, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of patients a day. What's the chances she actually remembers me? But they have something called a chart or a file mm-hmm. on every patient. And she would take notes is something I realized in hindsight. I didn't think about it when I was a child, like, well, she's taking notes on me. But I just thought she knew who I was. But, you know, as I started teaching people about networking, I remember that example. And I realized that she didn't know, but it definitely made me feel comfortable. It made me feel like she made me feel like I was important because she knew something about me, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think we can do that with other people as well. So that conversation you have with somebody where maybe you have a few mental notes and translate it, translate it into written notes, have a good contact management system, mm-hmm. write those down, you know, so-and-so likes baseball or they like football or they like ice hockey or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Right. Married, three kids, youngest child, whatever. Ernie. Sure. Let's Ernie. Go <laughs> Ernie likes <laughs> baseball. And cookies. And cookies. Always cookies. (laughs) (laughs) That goes without saying, right? Uh, So, yeah. One thing that I've always done is I carry little notepads with Mm. me pretty much all the time. So, at a networking event, I'll keep the cards I get in order. Mm. And I've already had my mental notes. So, Mm. when I get out to my car or someplace I'm alone, Mm. I can then go through my cards and write down my mental note for each person that I 
talk to that day. A good tip. It's a good idea. So, and then you have, I have Amy. Amy's awesome. Amy enters it into my contact management system because, you know, I might have only talked to that person for a few minutes. It might be seven months. But when I'm looking for someone, I can look through my system and go, that guy, I met him at this event. And I can find it. So I find that helpful. And a lot of times people are surprised that you remember, mm-hmm. you know, in quotations, remember because you're, you might not remember, but you remember from your notes, but that you remember those kind of things. But I think it's not as important that you have it memorized, but the fact that even that you took enough time to write it down, I think it also says something, but to, to the other person, they don't know that they don't, they don't know the difference. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know the difference that the dentist didn't re- I didn't hold it against you. Like, wait, do you really remember that? Or did you write it in your chart somewhere there that I like baseball? You know, right. it didn't, it didn't matter. I just, it was, it was conversation for us, mm. you know? Right. And I mean, it does say something that you value the person enough to write something down. Even okay. if, you know, we don't necessarily have to tell everyone that I have a contract management system and blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> she says on her podcast, I said that yeah, loudly, with literally <laughs> dozens of listeners. <laughs> right. So either way, and three, of them, mean, three of them are here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. No, a little over a dozen listeners. When I, um, but when I check in with people, clients, all sorts of things, I know their whole history hmm. because it's in their, it's in my notes. What do you use for contact management? I use an Excel spreadsheet, but I'm old hmm. school like that. There's plenty of systems out there. Yeah. I like to use Evernote for Evernote's business great. cards work really well. They scan straight mm-hmm. in. You could take notes pretty much on the spot and it's searchable. So you could actually look for somebody later on if you need somebody that is an auto mechanic for example you could just type in auto mechanic and if it has that in their description or keywords it's easy to go back and and find that hmm. oh yeah that resource evernote's great okay all right i use I my use phone it for recipe <laughs> <laughs> hey don't knock the recipes i use it for it that works. too yeah. use it for everything yep. and you can share lists with the important people in your life like recipes with your wife Right. <laughs> uh, well, I, I she doesn't really share recipes with me. We, yeah, we fire tasty videos at each other on Facebook. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's how we share recipes, and then I make them. Oh, well. So, yeah. Good husband to have. Jess is very lucky. <laughs> anyway. All right. Any other tips on networking? Uh, what else? I don't know. What else you want to talk about? What don't you say? What don't you say yeah. at a networking event? Yeah, like let's say you're just meeting somebody. What are the, the big faux pas? Yeah, what are the big things you don't open up with? Because I guarantee I've hit at least several of them. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, think we, I think we covered a couple of them. Just over-talking, just being all self-centered and about what you're about. Because, you know, most people aren't trained and seasoned and professional at networking. So they're, they're thinking about what they're going to say. So I think that's one of the things just is coming out and just talking too much, which I've been guilty of at many events before I started learning. Um, I don't know what else as far as saying what not, I guess bragging on yourself is not really very appealing for somebody just meeting you for the first time and stating your whole resume and all your accomplishments because they didn't ask for it. If they don't ask for it, I would. I don't volunteer that stuff if they don't, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I won this kind of award or this one and then this top salesman or this recognition. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, people don't like to hear that, that bragging. So I think if uh, one of the, the cure-alls is really just to get to know the other person. I think that fixes a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And it also takes a lot of the pressure off the person that's that might have some anxiety because they don't even have to worry about a script to listen to somebody. <laughs> you know, right. you know yeah. let, let somebody else talk. 
And yeah. even if even if you don't say the perfect things and say very minimal, you, you know a little bit better of how you can serve them or maybe connect them just because you got to know them a little bit better. So I think, you know, to, to simplify it, that's probably one of the easiest ways. Um, and just, just have a few good questions to, to ask them to be able to get the conversation going. So once you get their their main profession and all that stuff out of the way, mm-hmm. you know, just, just turn it to something that's a little bit more personal, not not too personal where they feel like you're a creeper or something, but... You know, <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's not talk politics. Who you voting for, yeah. Who you voting for and why, you know, and <laughs> how did you come to that conclusion? No, those <laughs> are... What really shoe do you wear? You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be weird. Yeah, that would be a weird... I've never heard that one. I would be... I gotta go networking with you. I just, I just be <laughs> curious. I could, I could probably like write a write a chapter out of See, you know there you have the <laughs> subject of Chris's next book, whatnot. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I was kind of stumped on what not to say, but I might have a few by hanging out with you for a little bit. Or um, I would add in there: don't be super pushy or salesmany. Get to know people to get to know them, not to sell a product. Yep, yeah. and then the, the sales come down the road as they get yeah. to know you, like you trust you. They'll find out what you do, and if you have something of value that they could, you know, that could benefit from, they're they're gonna buy anyway. They're gonna be a customer. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, good. Cool. Well, hey, Chris, thanks for all the networking information. Um, I'm now looking forward to Ben's lawyer joke of the week, but first we have some housekeeping to take care of, right? Yes. Okay. First, if you would like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Facebook. That is our primary landing page where you can comment, get news, or even suggest topics for a future episode. You can also ask questions. That's what led to this topic today. Um, The system at work, people. Right. It's a beautiful thing. If you are already following us, thank you. We love you. Uh, you can also follow Boxland Media on Facebook as well. We do lots of things up to and including putting out the fine print with Attorney Jen Route every week. Uh, and if you're a Twitter user, I am at the Almighty Ben on Twitter. Jen is not on Twitter, uh, and she never will be, probably. Nope, I don't get it. Sorry. Anyways, if you are new to the show, welcome. We hope you come back. And if you like the show, we would really appreciate it if you would take a few minutes out of your very busy day. Head on over to iTunes and rate and review us. It really helps us with our visibility on the largest podcast repository. And uh, finally, we'd like to thank all of our listeners. It is because of you that our podcast even exists. If you like what you hear, please hit the subscribe button. And remember, sharing is caring. Uh, Jen, would you like to hear this week's lawyer joke of the week? I'm dying with anticipation. Literally? Do you need me to call somebody? <laughs> no. Maybe an attorney. <laughs> Maybe an attorney. Yeah, they don't They don't really help that much. No. That's what I've learned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, whatever. All right. Yep, still going. How can you spot a lawyer walking down the street? Oh, I don't know. They have their hands in everyone else's pockets. Jeez. <laughs> That's fact. Uh, yeah, whatever. That's fact. Uh-huh. Uh, perfect. <laughs> Anyways, until next week. Uh, I'm Ben Needenthal. And I'm Attorney Jen Rout. First, saying thank you to Chris Borja for being here today. And lastly, remember ignorance of the law excuses no man from following it. All right, we'll see you next time. This program is meant to be informative in nature and does not constitute actual legal advice or form an attorney-client relationship in any way. Views and opinions stated in this program are solely the views and opinions of the speaker. Each situation is different. Always consult an attorney in your state to analyze your specific legal needs. This program may change your views of attorneys in general, as they are not what they seem on TV. I mean, seriously, could the main character in Suits actually exist in real life?
Foxland Media. Think big.